Hello, everyone, and welcome to the official United Tutoring Podcast. We're excited to discuss the ins and outs of the college preparation process in this episode. A lot of our volunteers, students, and even directors are all going to navigate the process very soon, so we thought it'd be helpful to interview students who are going through the process right now or who will in a couple of months. Continue to listen to get tips, advice, and more. We hope you enjoy it. So as many people know, the college admission process and application cycle is very hectic, stressful, and overwhelming. Um, this is mainly because students don't usually get guidance on how to apply, how to get financial aid, and even how, how to register for a standardized test. Because of the lack of help, it impairs a lot of high school seniors' chances of getting into target schools. Today, we'll be discussing more about the admission process with our two interviewees, which will help give you advice if you're navigating that process. We'll begin with introductions from from our interviewees. Hello, my name is Hope Vicky. I am currently both a performing arts tutor and media team member and a director's assistant here at United Tutoring. I take part in Florida's dual enrollment program, which allows me to pursue my associate's degree while still in high school. I am currently enrolled in my senior year and I'm preparing to make the transition to college myself still. I look forward to taking about, talking about my experiences and hearing what the others have to say about theirs as well. My name is Francesca and I'm a director of tutoring at United Tutoring. I'm a senior and I live in California and I am in the process of applying to college. So now that you know a little bit about our interviewees for today, we will begin with the interview. We'll start off with Hope. So Hope, what are the top three things you'd say are essential to remembering when first navigating the admissions process? Well, first, obviously remind yourself that others are going through the same exact thing you are. The admissions process can often put a lot of pressure on students, especially those with strict expectations for themselves after grade, after graduation, maybe from parents or other peers. And it can sometimes feel like you're going through it alone. This goes hand in hand with that, but don't be afraid to ask for help if you need it. There are people whose only job revolves around helping students through the admissions process. Lastly, I would say focus on identifying a few factors that your future campus has to have. If sports are important to you, make sure that that school offers it or look into if it costs anything to attend their games just as a viewer. Your preferences deserve to be valued and it should be respected during the admissions process. Some other things that are good to remember on a logistical level, I think making a plan and sticking to it is something that's super important. So I made a schedule for when I would do my common essay, for example. And I think it's also important to remember to leave time for filling out the non-essay portions of applications like activities and all of your personal information. Another thing to remember is just to keep this all, all of this in perspective. One word or phrase in your essay is not the difference between a college accepting you or not accepting you. So focus on the bigger picture as opposed to the smaller details. And the last thing to remember is that you want to be authentic. Colleges can tell when you're writing about something that you think they want to hear. So being yourself is really important. Who do you think would be the most help during the process? Personally, I think this depends on what your relationship with the admins at your high school is. For me personally, I've frequently communicated with my guidance counselor about my concerns, as she already has to go through my paperwork since I'm in a virtual school, and I don't really have that one-on-one -on -one connection with teachers to have that kind of relationship where they can help me with this. I imagine academic advisors offer a similar experience to a guidance counselor, but I cannot speak from my own experience because I don't have one. 
I like to ask my teachers where they attended college and if they recommend their students to go there, just so, you know, from a personal experience, they might be able to give any recommendations or guidance about that. But if the student has a close relationship with their teacher, their teacher might even be able to suggest a few schools they feel the student would thrive at individually. So far, I have gotten a lot of help from various people. So my parents have helped me figure out what is and isn't important along the way during high school. And then I also have a college counselor at my school that has helped me develop more of my list of colleges. And lastly, I've talked to people who have graduated or a year or two older than me to get tips on timing and what to write about. Do you think high school prepares you enough for college? If so, how? If not, what should students strive to do to prepare themselves? In some ways, high school over prepares you for college, in my personal opinion. I've taken a few college classes as part of my dual enrollment program now, so I feel like I can speak from experience that you will definitely reference what you have learned in high school. However, there are times where you think high school never covered this. I've primarily done all of my work in high school on a private domain, so I was very uncomfortable using Canvas during my first college class. As a result, I think something helpful students can do to prepare themselves is research what platforms the school they plan on attending uses and simply take some time to learn how to use them. I'm not in college yet, so I'm not super sure how well I'll be prepared, but I think my high school has prepared people pretty well. I think generally sometimes high school doesn't allow for the independence and time management that college, college requires. So there's constant deadlines for all the assignments, so it's a lot less easy to fall behind. And in college, there's a lot less deadlines, so you have to keep up on all of the information by yourself, which most, pe most people have not done before in high school. In your eyes, is it important to get involved in extracurriculars that you're passionate about or activities that might seem good on a resume instead? Well, I am definitely an advocate for people doing things to better themselves, first and foremost, always. So if you like to do a certain activity, do it. People stress a lot about their resumes, but the truth is future employees aren't likely to review every detail on them. They simply don't have the time to. They want to see your academic experience overall as they use it for leverage over other applicants for the positions. Focus on doing what makes you happy, earning good grades, and getting your degrees instead. I think generally it is better to get involved in activities that you are passionate about. I mean, most activities do look good on the resumes just because they show your involvement and what you care about. I think looking for a middle ground, so a way to be involved in activities you're passionate about that also look good on a resume, something to focus on. So if you like cooking, start a club at your school. And if you stay involved, you could become a leader. Or if you like to work with kids, there's lots of tutoring opportunities. And generally though, I just wouldn't choose extracurriculars you're not at all passionate about. It makes it really difficult to get through the work and stay involved. So I wouldn't force yourself to do anything you don't wanna do. And in your opinion, what are the three top things to consider when choosing a college and why? Well, first I would obviously say opportunities. What does this school offer that others you've looked into don't? What are the deal breakers that make you hesitant to even submit your application to begin with? I think second would be location. Are you wanting to stay closer to friends and family or are you wanting to enjoy some space away? Um, I think the third top thing would be obviously financial aid. What are the school's policies about it and how might it impact your finances? What scholarships does the school provide for their students and do they 
require anything to apply for them to begin with. One thing that's important to think about is what they have in terms of majors or major flexibility. So if they have the programs and majors you're interested in, that would be important. Or if you're unsure what you want to major in, it's probably important to make sure that they're flexible with switching majors. And then next, this seems small, but the area and the weather that the school is in, this can have a big impact on whether you enjoy college life or not. So looking for somewhere you enjoy to be is important. And then lastly, the opportunities the school has. So that can be like financial aid and other school funded things that you can do. So research opportunities, internships, and this can be a great way to discover what you wanna do in your life. And one thing not to consider is definitely acceptance rates or rankings, because these aren't a good indicator of whether the school is right for you. Would you recommend taking AP classes during classes? I think it is up to the student whether or not they want to take AP classes. I personally did not take them because I felt like they didn't really impact my future at all. I took honor classes for a long time, but all it did was leave me burned out frequently. So in my opinion, there is no reason for high school students to stress themselves out taking AP classes when they don't necessarily give you an advantage in college anyways. So I would say, first and foremost, always prioritize what is best for your mental health. I would recommend taking AP classes because I really enjoyed the ones I took. And as long as you don't take too many at once, it's pretty manageable. And something else I would suggest as AP classes can be expensive and credits don't always transfer to colleges is to take college classes and do dual enrollment because it's a lot cheaper and credits will be more likely to transfer to the college you end up with. So back to the AP classes question. Should students focus on taking classes that schools give credit for or classes that give academic vigor and why? If AP classes provide student college credit early, I think they should definitely take them. This is similar to how the dual enrollment program works that I'm enrolled in. So I would highly recommend both of these for students who want a significant advantage in their future. Doing more work now only means you have less time in school later. Sort of like I just mentioned, classes classes that schools give credit for, like college classes, can be good options if you really want to get ahead when you go to college, and they're a lot better financially. My understanding is that colleges will also see community college classes as classes that are academically rigorous, since there are more like classes you'll be taking at college. So I think it's preference, as both AP classes and college classes look good for schools. Earlier, we discussed how students should get guided by. Now, how should students ensure that they are supported and guided correctly during the process? Well, I think students have to be their own advocates, especially during college. I would say they need to do the research on their own so that they know when to correct the people guiding them. Your advisors can only provide you as much information as you provide to them. It's important for students to know what they want out of their interaction with someone in regards to guidance. I think that making sure there's not too much pressure being put on students is important. The student is the only one that really knows what they want in a college and really knows themselves enough to write about it. And so they need space to be able to figure that out. Do you think it's common to not know what career you want to pursue? Have you yourself faced that? How do you deal with it? Well, I think it is a common stigma that students choose one career in late high school and dedicate a majority of their lives down that one path. The truth is that is not what happens at all. 
in my own experience, I changed what career I want to pursue in every school year, according to what my new interests or passions were. I found the best way to officially make that decision is to figure out what is driving you to choose it so early. When students get their associate's degree outside of dual enrollment programs, they have about two years to dedicate to exploring what they want to do and possibly experiencing what those careers are in the field as well. I think it's definitely common not to know exactly what you want to be after college. I definitely don't. Most of the people I know generally have an idea of what they want to study, and that general idea can be as basic as knowing whether you like humanities or if you like science and math. I've definitely faced not knowing what career to pursue, so I know I'm interested in like political science or psychology or economics. And political science usually leads to being a lawyer, which I'm not even sure I want to do. So to deal with not knowing the exact career that I want, I just remember that in college and after, you learn of so many jobs that you didn't even know existed and that bring together all of the things you're interested in. What is the most important piece of advice you would give to someone who's about to go through the admissions process? Find the thing or things that make you the happiest you have ever been. Find a career that allows you to do that thing or things. You spend so much of your life at work. You have to find something you'll be happy doing. If you don't, you are only self-sabotaging your future. I think an important thing to also remember is that going down a certain major and choosing a certain topic to study does not always correlate to having a specific job relating to that field. There are so many different jobs in a certain field, so don't feel pressured to become, for example, a teacher if you're majoring in education. Only my biggest advice is to only apply to schools that you actually want to go to. And that means you need to have more reasons than maybe just their ranking or there's one program that they have. I think keeping things in perspective is important because after you graduate until maybe you're in your first job, no one really cares where you went to college. For example, my parents have not been asked or had to share where they went to college since their first job. So it seems like a huge deal now to get into a top school or a school that you think is really important, but in 10 years, it probably won't matter as much. It's just what you make of the school and your experience there. That concludes our interviews. Thank you so much to our wonderful interviewees for agreeing to share some advice. We have compiled a list of some tips and tricks to make the process a little smoother. So I'll start off with tip number one. The first thing is to get involved in extracurricular activities and keep a record of your achievements you receive as well as distinctions so that later on you don't forget the important things that you've accomplished. The second tip is to build relationships with mentors and get to know your guidance counselors. This will be really beneficial to have good relationships because um, these favorite teachers and counselors can also um, write good letters of recommendation for you down the line. The third thing is to schedule college campus tours and visits to really get to know a potential college's campus and to show interest in the school. I know this is really important in the admissions process and just so the student knows what the environment is like there. The fourth thing is to try taking both the SAT and ACT. This is not a requirement, but most colleges will accept either test, and you may do better on one test than the other, so it'd be good to have options. And if you aren't satisfied with your score, you can always retake it, and the best way to participate is by doing practice tests for these exams. The fifth tip, start working on college application essays in the summer of your junior year. 
the prompts usually come out on the college website during the beginning of July. So working on them over the summer before senior year will help you get a head start. The sixth thing that you can do is prepare for on-campus interviews to help boost your chances of getting in. You want to express to the admission officers that you have a personality and you are passionate about something in the field. Tell a story of how your passion ties in with future career choices or how it made an impact. Most likely, you'll be interviewed by past alumni. The seventh tip is to get organized and to stay focused. Maybe create a separate folder, either on your computer or in Google Drive, for each college you apply to. This can be used to separate college-specific essays, like certain placement tests, you know, results and things like that. Also, the Why Us essay, the Comment App essay, and make sure, obviously, to brainstorm what you want to include in your application to begin with. Tip number eight. Apply for scholarships. This is such an important aspect of applications that often get left out. Right now, College Board is checking to see if you spend time making college lists with them, and you can even make $30 in just six minutes. Becoming a semifinalist or finalist for a large scholarship is a major achievement that many colleges like to see in your application. Also, if you need any financial aid because college and higher education is very expensive, scholarships can be up to $50,000 and more. Tip number nine, build in breaks when writing essays and applying. It is good to take a break every now and then when preparing to apply. It's also very stressful, so don't be afraid to stop for a little bit to help clear up your mind and calm down from being overwhelmed. And lastly, always reach out to counselors or teachers. If you have a question, there's no harm in asking. As previously stated, there are people that literally revolve around helping you with your college process. It's always better to ask the question and know the answer before you make a mistake that costs you a decision. And final reminder, however, always remember your self-worth should not be defined by what school you're going to, your GPA, test scores, and grades. What matters the most is that you're learning throughout the whole admission process and getting something out of your education. Names of colleges and the prestige that they hold don't matter in the future. And at the end of the day, you should probably prioritize your mental health and get the most out of your college years. I hope this episode was helpful for those of you who are going through the process or who will pretty soon. Please do remember that the interviewees are students, just like you listeners and us hosts. Um, They're not admission officers, so simply take their advice as fellow classmates. Thank you all for listening, and you can follow all of our social medias, which are linked on our Spotify and all of our other podcast channels. We hope to see you guys next time.